podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Avellite's Weird podcast. Um, 49 is quite a, a poignant number because it was of course the age in which mini-me actor Vern Troyer died, RIP. But welcome to this week's podcast. Um, I think the first thing I need to do before we actually get into things is apologise to everyone because the podcast is coming out late today. It's coming out late because um, I was away on my friend Shane, the man boy Cheeky's stag do in Magaluf. And, you know, I tried to get it out on time, but I just couldn't function when I got home. Got home late on Sunday night and couldn't function. And I know most of the United Kingdom and Ireland sit and wait until the clock strikes 7.30am every Monday just so they can get their download, just so they can get their, their fix of the weird podcast and I know this week I got a lot of messages from people being like where the fuck's the podcast mate? and I had to be like oh it's coming out later but I want it now mate, I'm heading to work need to listen to it mate and you're probably going why is it you have like a lot of fan base in Lancashire messaging you being like where's the podcast well that's just the far reach that the weird podcast has so hopefully the fact that it's out a bit later won't affect the listening figures which have been growing every week they've been like a little mushroom a little uh, fungus just growing in the bottom of the garden these listening figures just going up and up every week and let's be fair last two weeks there were fairly negative podcasts i wasn't feeling too good and I think, you know, I, I took what I, I feel was, you know, some, you know, not a risk, but a bit of a, you know, I felt it would be a weight off my mind to speak about some, some things and it's helped. And I just want to say to everyone who's got in touch to say that they appreciated it or they've, they've, you know, enjoy listening to podcast or they, I see a few people saying that, you know, listening to me speaking about it helped them. And, you know, that's all I can ask for. Made me feel a bit better knowing that, you know, I, my with me being down, there's some positive side of it, you know, that it can help other people. And I've really tried this week to, you know, look to the positives of things and I do feel a bit better having spoken about it. So what I would say to people from personal experience now is that if you are having any difficulties, just speak about it. You know, even if it's to, to me. If it's to your friends, get it out there. Go for it, and uh, just don't hold on, hold on to it. And hopefully, that'll help. And um, also help me the fact that I was away on a on a stag do over the weekend. Now, <clears throat> let's be honest; that's not always a good time. You know, I think that this particular time, I realised, hey, it's time I hung up my it's time I hung up my flashing bunny ears because I think I'm stagged out. I was completely buggered on that stag. And now I know when you hear Chain Todd stag, you might assume that means literally. No, I was just punctured the whole way through. We got there late on Thursday night, like our flight was delayed. We were in the airport just pinting. A lot of pints were drank there. And I drank even more on the plane. Um, by the time we got to, to Magaluf, of all places, like I haven't been to Magaluf since I was 18. I'm 32 now. I can't do maths, but I think that's 14 years. And uh, if I'm right, that's the quickest maths I've ever done accurately. But um, we went to Magaluf, and we got there, I think it was like 3 in the morning. And I just could not wait to get into my bed. I had my first hangover of the whole whole trip, and I only arrived. 
I got to bed and a few of the other Hallians just went straight out. And I was like, fuck, those guys are, are beasts, you know, this time of the night to be just continuing on. Fair play to them, you know, but I couldn't do it. So I went straight to my bed and then the, the next day got up feeling all right. You know, feeling alright. Uh, well, it's one of those hangovers where you go, you know you've had a pint. You know you know that's been the case. But fairly alright. And like leading up to the stag, um, I wasn't feeling too good. Holly wasn't well either. She didn't sleep too well during the night. I was just completely banjaxed. Like whenever I went on the stag, I went to the trainer at 6 in the morning. Then I went directly to work. And then I came directly from work to go and get Shane and Aaron Butler, our other friend, and go straight to Stag. So I had no rest. So by the time I got there, ready for a nap. Next day, we got up, went to the swimming pool. We're staying in this resort called the BH Majorca, which I think stands for Biggest Hotel in Majorca, um, which I discovered they're not really all that um, inventive with their names because there's the, the nightclub there, the most sort of famous nightclub in Magaluf. It's called BCM, and it's the biggest nightclub in Majorca, hence its name, Biggest Club Majorca. That's what they go for. They'd be like, uh, you've got a pretty big hotel here, mister. Okay, but you want to call the hotel? Why don't they call it uh, Le Santiago, Le Parce, Ese, uh, Abro Baba? No, we call, it, we call it the biggest hotel. It's the biggest hotel in Majorca, BH Majorca. Would you say that quick enough? Sounds like bitch. So I remember one of the other guys was... Uh, Speaking to a lady on a night out, and she was like, Where are you staying, mate? Again, Lancashire. And he was like, Oh, bitch hotel. She was like, What? You call me a bitch for? And he's like, Nah, bitch hotel. He's like, What? You call me a bitch? And he's like, No, bitch hotel. He didn't, he didn't do that voice. But yeah, the biggest hotel. The biggest hotel in Mallorca. The biggest club in Mallorca. And the biggest dick in Mallorca. This is my friend. He's called Bidi Mallorca because he's got the biggest dick. He's got the, the largest dick. The biggest dick in the Mallorca. Mallorca. He's the biggest dick in the Mallorca. Bidi Mallorca. Oh, he's got the big dick. Oh, anyway. So... Spent a lot of time in this hotel, all-inclusive, getting your wee uh, beers on board, sex on the beaches on board, and just lying by the pool, having having banter, which was great. Really enjoyed that. And then, again, just a lot of pints in this trip, because it was all-inclusive. There wasn't really all that many activities. On the last day, we went to the beach, which was pretty good, on the Saturday. Um, took a wee pedalo out. I say we took, I took a pedalo out. I stood in the pedalo while a couple of other guys pedaled it out and I just took on the race. Got a bit of the sun about me. Um, I didn't want to catch I'll, I'll be honest with you. I have got like so close to getting married now that I don't want to put myself in any degree of jeopardy. Now, pedaling on a pedalo mightn't sound like a degree of jeopardy, I admit. But see if your foot slips off the pedal and it spins around and hits you in the shin. You know, fibula and tibia could just go, shabam! Ain't got no leg. Coming down fucking the, the aisle like a bloody Long John Silver. Long, Dong, Long John Silver, the, the parrot. Coming down that motherfucker like Johnny Depp. Popping on the one leg like Napster. You know what I mean? Parrots down that aisle. You don't want that. Ultimately as well, you could 
causes the crash and then you get the blame for it and then you're just like a bad captain when really you know you just don't need that so all I, all I basically did was just stand on the back in a really tight pair of shorts like a I don't even know what it was like probably like a zumo wrestler being brought down to some river in Tokyo it's been like and now I'm making the way to the ring uh, is a big fabasta from Befa bagger and that's what it would have been like but I was just I was regal at the back I, I was just standing there and I had essentially long speedos on because the swimming trunks I brought with me they were very sexy they were uh, they had like lip kiss marks all over them mm, beautiful but the only thing was if you get a big size like obviously I'm a big boy I need a bit of size about me the waist was too big and the legs were too small. So obviously what has happened here is there's not a lot of like obviously physique guys like me who have, you know, those those uh like if you're a big fat guy, normally just a big fat gut, thin legs. Not me, I have a big ass waist and these like big thong big song. He's big song thighs. He's big song thighs on me. And these big strong thighs turned in Mike Tyson, I got the big song thighs. Got big song thighs and knock your unconscious out your family with big song thighs. But yeah, it was uncomfortable. So I had them on and I couldn't actually move too far. And I didn't want my like shorts to rip and then my dick to come out with a condom on it. You know what I mean? Because obviously I had to wear a condom when I went swimming because my dick was in pieces from getting that bloody caught in my zip. And it'll be embarrassing when you have some deep bag me. I'm just standing there with Johnny on, a Johnny on a floppy. I mean, no, nobody wants a Johnny on a flaccid one. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be weird to be fair if you were to pull your trunks down and you're full, you know, a full root or also a semi-macaroy. Either of those would be weird. But to pull down a pair of kecks and find a, you know, a Johnny on a soft one, you know, that's tough to explain. Lads are like, oh, you're presumptuous. I'm like, no, no, what it is, is I caught myself, I got infected. It, you know, I need to stop chlorine getting into my... Mem- I'm getting married in three weeks. I need to make sure that this guy is alive. You know, I don't, I don't need him to die on me. I need him to live. He's important to me. All right, guys? So I thought, right, I'll go and just get another pair of swim shorts. It turns out... In Mallorca, they don't have my size unless you're going to get like basically Conor McGregor style fighting shorts. So he's got a pair of these grey, skin tight, long speedos like a, an old Italian guy where like that dude in the uh, Southern Comfort. I've had it's gonna be me, just me walking along, the youngest guy ever to wear long speedos. But I got those and they're very comfortable, great movement. But that being said, once I acquired those babies, I had to buy a pair of. Uh, I had to buy a pair of um, other shorts to put over it. And the only ones available at that time were Hugo Boss ones. Um, So I basically had bought a real cheap pair of shorts and then also a proper pair of Hugo Boss soft cotton shorts. You know, which isn't really the most wise idea. But hey, that's me, opulent and sexy all at once. Um, But... I got that sorted, enjoyed my, enjoyed my son, and then after that, I had some more drinks, got some dinner, and I went out and met the lads. Ah, 
with of course having an app during the day because you know got no baby time myself need to, need to catch these raids because I know if the boys want me to go late on a night out I'm going to sleep during the day because I've got a history of when I'm done I'm done I'm like a, I'm a shooting star I burn bright and I burn out fast so I had to pace myself get some water on board and prepare for the night so we went out and uh, on the on the Saturday what did we even do on Friday I ain't got no idea you know so we went this we went to a bar called Stereo, which was very good, and just did loads of shots, ended up bloodered, went home. Oh, yes! <laughs> what was funny, on that night, um, I was feeling a little bit like, you know, I found out my daughter wasn't doing too good. Back, she, she had a wee chest infection, and then now she's got a thing called hand, foot, and mouth. It's called, I obviously, being blitzed, whenever I was told she had hand, foot, and mouth, just assumed... It was foot and mouth disease, like mad cow disease, and I was like really upset. I thought, hey, she's just she's eating a bad burger here, and she's a goner. And then whenever uh, I was told, no, it's only it's a hand, foot, and mouth. It's literally just a wee viral thing. Yeah, it's gonna be uncomfortable and itchy for, her, but it's not like foot and mouth. She has a mad cow disease, and then I was like, oh, okay, I was feeling a little bit down on it. You know, it's a bit like. Oh. So Shane said to me, look, man, I see you're a little bit down. You're not super down, like you're you can you're still able to have a pint and a bit of crack, but I want to cheer you up a little bit. And he said to me, right, let's go to the shop next door to this nightclub and I'll buy you a present. And I thought that is really nice. In my head I'm hoping it's like I'm hoping it's a really good shop. I hope it's got all sorts of, of like really sleek stash, maybe a nice pair of ray bands or something. You know, I thought he might want to treat me to a real good gift. It was just a tat shop. And that's not slang for a strip club. That's just a shop that sells tat. So you have all the stuff. Like he, he's going to buy me a, a, a big dick bottle opener, which is just a big wooden penis with a bottle opener in the end. And I thought that was a nice gift. But however, man, I had one of those before and it wasn't very functional. Tried to open the bottle, he bent the wee metal bit back, nearly fell off, and then you just left with a wooden dildo. Luckily, I found a use for that anyway as a bookmark. But still. Still, I just thought, no, it's not functional. So then we just saw these wee baby dolls, these uh, just like little dolls of babies, and they were ugly. You know what I mean? They weren't sweet looking babies, to be fair. They were kind of like gremlin y looking. But Shane was like, You miss Holly, and we'll buy you a replacement for this trip. And he did. He bought me his little baby doll version of Holly, and it was real nice of him. I really appreciated that. And uh, so we went out. And I just had this baby with me, and it was great fun. And um, I managed to to wingman a few of the the younger boys in the stag. They were you know young single. Um, I think it's viral, viral. No, I don't want to say feral because it sounds like you know fucking like stick of the dump, like just animalistic guys. But they're basically some younger single guys. And my wee baby was working as a as an icebreaker I had a nice chat with this, this couple of girls from Manchester who tried to teach me how to speak Manx now the only language people know I can't do the only accent is a Manchester accent so they, they told me to try and say mom I want Sunday dinner and I was like I, 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 nah I can't do it so I just did scouse and went fuck y'all but then once that was happening I was like right guys these, these are two nice girls well brought up get yourselves in there have a chat I'm away with the boys who are old and tired we're going to bed so we decided to head home and a couple of boys stopped in, got a McDonald's. Um, obviously when I'm on stag, I'm not doing the whole 
heavyweight cut to to the to the book. You know what I mean? I, I tried a bit for like the first. I, I didn't. I was blitzed from as soon as I got to the airport. But on the way home, um, we, I was walking home and there's this like lady sitting on a sitting on a, like a flower pot or something, and uh, she goes to me, "Hey, is that your baby?" And I went, "Yeah." And she goes, "Can I have it?" And I went, "No." And she went, "No joke, right?" This is exactly how it went. She's sitting on the flower pot, I walk past. She goes. Is that your baby? Can I see it? I went, no. She goes, huh. okay then, let's go blow job, sucky sucky. And I was like, what? She goes, let's go blow job, sucky sucky. It's like, so never has a conversation gone zero to 100 in a heartbeat. Um, is that your baby? Can I see it? No, let's go blow job, sucky sucky. Blah, blah, blah. Like, pl- please, I, what I actually, yeah, actually did, this is huge how blocked I was. I covered the doll Holly's ears. I was like, oh. <gasps> Don't you say this filth in front of her? And also didn't want her to hear me go, how much for that particular deal? And then she's like, too much for you. And I go, okay, and left. Only joking, didn't do that. That was just a, a, a joke. I didn't, I didn't ask the price. I knew that I was rooming with Aaron Butler, so I didn't need to pay for it. <laughs> no, but that's what she said. Yeah, is that your baby? Nope, let's go blowjob, sucky, sucky. Never has anyone gone from going, can I see that baby? Can I? Here, mate, imagine it's just a normal street. And someone walks up to you, oh, is that your wee daughter? Oh, it is I. Can I suck your cock? Um, excuse me? That's exactly what... What I was proposed with And then a few of the other lads Coming down the road One guy got, Had nearly had to fight One of these ladies Turns out they were prostitutes Not just Really You know Good banter or anything They were like Looking some dough and One of the guys uh, They delivered a trick to him They squeezed his ball As he walked past Just squeezed his nut And as he grabbed his nuts With his hands Just stroked his wallet And then he had to obviously Snatch it back off her But hey these ladies and like they ain't going mess around. They just want they're just on that conveyor belt, that dick conveyor belt. They just want you in, beep beep, serviced, you know, and out again. They, like I'd be keen to know how many, you know, sausages they get through in the night. Because I mean, as far as I'm aware, they don't have access to running water nearby to just go and clean their teeth. So all they're likely to be doing is drinking some water, firing a bit of chewing gum in, and then sucking more dick. You know, and hey, haven't been there and done that in the past um, as a job. You know, I know it's not an easy way to put food on the table. Do you know what I'm saying? But that was that was so funny. I mean, is it your baby? Can I see it? No. Okay, let's go. Blowjob, sucky, sucky. Okay, let's go. Like, not even, hey man, would you like one? It's like, all right, enough of that. Let's go and I'll suck you off. Do you know what I mean? It's like, have some chill. You know, at least take me on a date first. Buy me a dinner. Give me a casserole. And then lock the lips around it then. Blow me old meat pipe, you know what I'm saying? Don't be just being like, you know, matter of fact about it. You know? But you know what? It was a uh, it was an experience. And I, I had to run home because there's about 40 of these women en route on, on the way home. Um, oh, I've just got a message saying... I have to be quiet here because um, apparently I'm shouting so sly baby's asleep I have to be quiet not really fair I was getting really into my story there now I'm just told be quiet sly that I'm, 
That's me, me whooped, isn't it? I'm a whipped guy. I get married in three weeks. You know, I was being all nice about that BJ story. I should have been like, yeah, you know what? Let's go, BJ sucky sucky. Fuck my missus. She's sly. She won't let me talk live in podcasts for all my thousands and millions of listeners. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting experience. And then on the Saturday, we uh, basically drank by the pool all day again and then went out to see to the biggest club in New York, the, B- the BCM. To see DJ Sammy mm, Who's DJ Sammy A lot of you young bucks are asking And I'll tell you who DJ Sammy is He is the, the guy The DJ That had like the shittest ponytail ever And played the song Heaven You know the Brian Adams Song just re- remixed it and made that And then did a remix of the Boys of Summer And that was it But he was the big act on BCM Now What's interesting, particularly about that, was that whenever I was at Magaluf for the first time, aged 18, DJ Sammy was playing in BCM. So here we are, 14 years later, same guy, same songs, same place. And what that it means is Magaluf never ages. Mm-mm. Not at all. So it's a good time. We're home, we're in one piece. It took me a bit of time to try and recover because I was, uh, I'm just too old for uh, three days in the sauce. Like, genuinely, as I've got older, I have not um, drank as much. You know, I just don't see a need for it. I'm always doing stuff the next day, which means I uh, could do without a hangover, do you know? So. So now I'm. Uh, so now I'm uh, tool for it. I can't really cope. So this is like the third day hangover they've got. Again on the Saturday, I tried very hard to stay up to watch the Conor McGregor fight, and yeah, it didn't succeed. Didn't do too good at that. End up face down, blitzed in bed. Woke up the next day, haven't been in BCM. Here's the thing about BCM actually: you pay. A bulk amount to get in so 30 quid to get in and it's free drink all night but that free drink you get it's not like you know we're not talking Smirnoff we're not talking Glens we're talking like ethanol as vodka just pure ethanol so whenever you drink that it cuts the throat out of you gives you the worst hangover in the world you get up the next day like I got up the next day went to breakfast and Shane was there having just come in from the McGregor fight he was still lit and I was sort of like just about alive and then when I finished breakfast I had to be like look lads I can't even go poolside here I need to go to bed and I think I slept literally 7 hours from there until about mid lunchtime. got a lot of shit for it got a lot of shit for sleeping on the trip but hey I'm an old guy I'm an old dad guy you know what I mean I need my rest there was one of the other guys who was on the trip literally what I think he was maybe 34, 35 he just booked himself in his own hotel, stayed by himself, came and met the boys when he felt like it, and did his own thing, which at the time he got a lot of shit for, but I respected it. I had a of respect for that because that's what I'd like to be doing, you know what I mean? That's the way I would like to be doing things. Good old DJ Sammy. I remember coming home and saying to Catherine, I was like, here, we're going to see DJ Sammy on, on Saturday night there. 
That's a bit random, isn't it? Old DJ Sammy still doing his thing, Magaluf. And she goes, DJ Sammy is random. <laughs> I'll tell you random. And I went, okay, here, beat that. She goes, <laughs> Coolio was playing in the Goat's Toe and Banger. <laughs> what? She's like, aye, Coolio's playing in the Goat's Toe and Banger. I was like, now bear in mind, the Goat's Toe maybe sits like 60. So... So Coolio's probably going from selling like decent numbers in the States, like probably quite a big rap star in the early 90s, is now just in banger, kicking in front of 60 people. Like, imagine I'd just been out walking the baby to the pram, walking down banger Main Street, and I'm like, this bro looks a bit like Coolio there. And then he'd be like, I am Coolio, baby. I don't know whether I would think that I died, and this was just me in heaven, or else I just dreamt that. Because Coolio should not be in Banger. That's the most random thing that's ever happened. Do you know I mean like that is as random? Like I, I can't actually. I'm trying to think of stuff that would be as random as that. It's maybe like I know, like if you just if you just went into your downst- downstairs toilet, just a wee toilet, the side of the the doors you come in, open the door to go for a, a pee, and there's Liberace. Good morning. That's about as random as seeing Coolio in the Bangor High Street. You just go into the, the toilet. Mm, there's my Adonis there. Good morning. I'll be like, all right, Liberace, what are you doing in here? Oh, you know me. I'm doing a poo. I'll be like, all right, mate, I've definitely died. This is my, my heaven. I know I live with Liberace. I'm Scott Thorson. And uh, I just happened to live. See, that's another thing I'm putting behind the candelabra. You know, Liberace's relationship with his wee manservant. They don't put in the fact, like, the day-to-day chores. They never feature him doing any, like, like cleaning his teeth or doing a big dump. They just have him. Somebody's awake. Good morning. Noshing him off. None, none of the day-to-day stuff, you know. You don't see him putting on a wash, you know. Don't see him sticking a dishwasher on, you know. Dusting. You just see him polishing, to be fair, but, you know, that's about the height of it. Very random. But anyhow, I'm going to just go on to listeners' questions. This podcast is going to be short because I've been told off for being too loud and the baby's asleep because she's sick. Uh, you know what? You know, you know what? You know, you know, this is a sad thing. You know what? She'll fucking get her way because I'm, I'm whipped. So I'll go on to the, uh, the questions. First of all, it's from Jamie. Jamie Harrison, the man himself, has said... Hmm, this is quite difficult to understand. Would you rather die saving 10,000 strangers from death, knowing no one would ever know it was you, or live knowing everyone would know you decided not to save 10,000 people's lives? You know what? I'd rather still live. You know what I mean? Selfish as it is, you send 10,000 people, it could be 10,000 arseholes. You know what I mean? It could be 10,000 people you don't even know or care about. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I, I would just argue, but like, hey, I didn't know 10,000 people. Do you know what I mean? What do you want me to do? I have a kid to look after. I'm about to get married in three weeks, man. I need to be alive for that. Because if I die, the people I love and I care about would be more upset than random people dying. Do you know what I mean? If the people knew I'd save 10,000 people, you know, I would definitely do it because I would be a martyr. I'd be healed. There'd be statues of me as I deserve. But if no one finds out about that, yeah, I'm going to get nothing. 
But then, you know, if people are trying to give me jip, saying oh, he decided not to save 10,000 people's lives, I'm like, who am I, Superman? Nah, man, I'm just a guy. Just a guy who's still hungover three days later from a stag. Lay off me. But yeah, Jamie, you make me think. Fair play to you, mate. That's not something that a lot of people can can draw out of me. Um, let me get mm, near turn the bratty again there. Mm, let me see. Jamie Clements um, said, Minding my own business when the man boy Cheeky makes his film debut in the Grand Budapest Hotel. He kept this in the down low. Um, glad he kept that sick bonds from Battle of the Bone. Let me see. It's a picture he sent me. It actually does look very like she. <laughs> um, I don't know if you sent this to him, but I've definitely taken a screenshot of that to send to him. Um, yeah, Shane looks like a lot of guys. You know, often young boys or women, but he's a very um, celebrated lookalike. Gareth Owens, 82, has said to me, um, allowing these as acceptable footwear. I can't remember what it was that you sent me, man, because I've been so hungover. Um, I'd probably say yeah, because... I think this is a place for any footwear, but I, I could be entirely wrong. He could have just sent me knives and be like, here, mate, this is good footwear. He could be in the midst of a mental breakdown. I'm like, ah, mate, yeah, stick it on you. Go ahead. No, I don't know. I'm afraid, Gareth, because I have opened the picture earlier and you didn't let it stay. So next time you send pictures, let me still see it. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll see what the question is. Just a wee quick look at it and then actually, you know, go back later. Chris Henning has said, oh, that Dave... Hope your liver has forgiven you. Gotta say, the quad father was looking in fine form, pumping iron and shagaloof. What I want to know is, how many boys did the man boy cheeky suck off in a stag? Mm. Do you mean like, how many boys they suck off outside the stag group or inside it? Because I think, you know, if it's inside the stag group, what goes on stag stays on stag. You can't really talk about it but if it's outside it you know th- three and to be fair they were a part of a, a mariachi band they were playing in our hotel and they were like a young version of like the were they weren't illegal but they looked younger than they were you know i, I checked their passports all all the guys were like between the ages of 19 21 but they did look distinctly 15 so yeah we'll say three um, thank you for saying I looked in great form on the on Shagalif. I put a couple of pictures up making it look like I was doing real workouts. Did the very minimal, to be fair, and drank way too much. Paddy Mack has said, Hey Dave, opinions on your man slash Buck Egypt that's doing shows in the waterfront with his drag act this month. And what he's done, he sent me a photo of Belfast Girls, the uh, online phenomenon, if you will. And um, What's my opinion on it? Um, you know, my first opinion is fair play to the guy doing a show. Do you know what I mean? He clearly has a, a niche audience of people that like what he does. Is it for me? Nah, not at all. I'm not a big fan of the local. Oh, so this happens in Belfast. Ah, oh, this is so funny. I don't like all that. You know, if it's funny, it's funny. It doesn't have to always be. You know, I think that's half the problem here. Like every bit of humour that is Northern Irish based or Belfast based doesn't give for spreading out of Belfast, do you know what I mean? Which is why I think we become a bit insular. 
but see all that stuff oh Belfast this Belfast that oh this is so funny because it's Belfast nah not for me I like stuff to just you know, and then whenever people you know go viral and do this and that they don't really have the content to back up they're following so they end up just doing watered down shit so yeah fair play to the guy he's got an, a, a, a fan base of which I'm not part of but good luck to him and hope he does well because you know what he's worked hard in his own wee field you know he's put out his, his videos people like them there's thousands of views on it you know not everyone's a comedy expert like me but fair play to him Luke Sweeney said good morning David <laughs> I don't know why I read it in that voice good morning David hope you hope some of your stress has been elevated after the snake rat stag my question is what is the logistics behind traveling with ethiopian airlines i'm thinking about going to the states next summer and can't help remember the excellent service you mentioned a while back um i'm going to say this look ethiopian airlines flew out of dublin that particular time I would go on Skyscanner, double check what the, the services they offer. But if not, just go straight to Ethiopian Airlines themselves. You know, you know, fuck the monkey, go straight to the organ grinder and go, hey lads, I'm going. We're like, see, to be fair though, mate, if you're going like to Newcastle or something, I don't know if the Ethiopian boys will hook you up. But if you're going further afield, you know, definitely look at them. And yes, I'm feeling much better after the snake rat stag. Um, mentally, yes. Physically, nah, way worse. Um, but hey, that's because I'm an old guy still trying to hang with the kids. Yeah, the worst kind of guy to be, the oldest swinger in town, the nature boy. Woo! Oh, I'm going to be voice message from Aaron Butler, who I roomed with on the stag. And um, let's play it and see what this is. This could be anything, this could be incriminating. So if it is, Butler, you're mugging yourself off here because I'm not editing this. Here we are. It's two seconds, shouldn't be too bad. My baby boy. <laughs> um, yeah, it sort of explains the kind of... Um, that's his Liberace impression, by the way. Um, if you listened to Boytown last week, he did a very good good morning. We rang him just to say that, so I just made him speak to me like Liberace the entire trip, which was very enjoyable. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, let's see. Last question. Chris Barr. Hey, Dave. Hope you had a good time in Shane's stag, and I'm looking forward to hearing the juicy stories from it. Check out this guy's weird obsession. He sent me a story. And as per Chris, it's a weird story. Britain's biggest baked bean fan has transformed his council house into a, dedicate, into a museum dedicated to his favourite food. Barry Kirk, who officially changed his name to Captain Beanie, Captain Beansey, that could be what I could be called, had, hasn't had a full-time job since 1991, but forked out six grand to operate the Beanhaven in his two-bedroom flat. The 62-year-old from Port Talbot, Wales, gave up his job as an IT worker 25 years ago to look after his sick mum and lived off carers allowance. After she passed away nine years ago, Barry hasn't been able to find work and now spends his time working on his unusual obsession. He's fully orange, like a tango guy as well. Barry loves baked beans so much that two years ago he had a 60, 60 tattooed on his head for charity. Oh dear. <clears throat> Guy's got mental health problems quite clearly. I and Here he says, and it's Welsh so I'll do an accent, I love baked beans. The most mad idea I thought of was having my head tattooed with baked beans, he said. 
I approached the local cause and I generated 3,600 for the privilege of having people endorse the initials on top of my head. You could say, Benia had done that, got the tattoo. Spelled B-E-A-N, go ahead Barry, you mad cunt. In 1986, Barry set the Guinness World Record for sitting in a bath of baked beans for a hundred hours. Oh, his beans in his head are weird looking. Believe it or not. It actually looks like a brain rather than baked beans. Not cool. Um, after the baked bean bath, people called me... <laughs> the Bean Man. Don't know why I turned the podcast coin. They're calling me the Bean Man, mate. Which was brilliant, he said. I thought I'm going to create a superhero. Barry decided to relinquish his birth name and call himself Captain Beanie. He even changed his name by Deadpool. Barry, who lives off pension from his old job and has his rent covered by £45 a week housing benefits, transformed his lounge into the Baked Bean Museum of Excellence. My living room is crammed with baked bean memorabilia. I'm very pleased to say that this orange... To say... What? My living room is crammed with baked bean memorabilia and I'm very pleased to say this orange furniture, he said. I come in here, make myself beans on toast and while and while away the hours. Now the, the guy's not good, like in the head. The museum attracts hundreds of visitors a year, not thousands, not enough to pay that. But as a council flat, he's not allowed to charge an entry fee. He can, however, accept donations, which he gives to charity. Board of scraping by and eating value beans from the food banks Barry decided to turn himself into a bean gram and charge £30 a time to give birthday greetings dressed up as Captain Beanie he spends £100 on business cards and borrows money from his brother to set up the business when you think of money when you think of money on the bike leaflets, outfits, everything like that it's about three grand," he said yeah guy's mental like but yeah fair play Chris your question but what I want to know is, if you had to turn your house in the museum of something, what would it be and why? Hmm. Out of a bespoke museum. What's that here, you asked? Just a museum of things specifically built to cater for whatever I wanted to cater for. This could be anything. You know, I could decide, like, I'm sitting on my bespoke table, which I had specifically made. I might want a, a bespoke suit, you know, and then sort of go into more bizarre things like, um, I don't know, bespoke running shoes come go-tos. Do you know what I mean? Just all stuff, random things I'd make up, and then I'd put a really fake story behind it. It'd be like, ah, oh, this was worn by um, Serena Williams on Centre Court in Wimbledon when she walked on to collect her, like, 50th... Wimbledon title mm, what exactly is it oh it's a it's a head mask made from the fur of a vole and it's got like loads of frog spawn just hanging off it and antlers made out of cheese sticks cheese strings yeah weird isn't it but that's what it is I just have a weird museum loads of weird things in it do you know like there's this guy I don't know where it is is it in Spain somewhere but there's just like a university museum where there's just this dude who's that's a serial killer's decapitated head he just he murdered those people so now he's keep his head it's pretty weird don't you think Um, but hey I said I was going to do a short one this week and it's now basically 40 minutes so that's long enough Um, 
if you haven't already rate and review the podcast i really appreciate it i just come on here and talk shit um and also check out my other podcast boy town that i do with shane this week's is going to be very good because we're going to be talking in more detail about the stag i don't want to give all the stag stories away because tights get shot and also we need something to talk about in boy town so um check that out it'll be out thursday if i haven't already rated and reviewed my podcast i've won, I won you rating this week which is, is so good it's uh from barry taggart and he says we all have a bit of dave in i hope it says us because just uh, it's i'm on it's a cliffhanger here we all have a bit of dave in us the comedic genius the northern iron the northern ironisms after me just saying hate it all that sh- i mug myself off there weirdness and relative relatability of this podcast make it one of a kind yet one of the best out there everyone has been in or knows the situations dave always seems to get himself into but they never fail to amuse keep up the good work journeys to and from work haven't been the same since discovering thank you very much barry and i appreciate it it's called you baggart it's combined your names but anyway thanks very much for that barry really appreciate that and yeah please rate and review the podcast because it helps me you know it just just helps me feel better and you know thanks for listening to this week's podcast and you know let's go blowjob sucky sucky i'll see you next week